Gospel Message is brought to you by the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. Mom and the pastor, his wife, God bless you, sir. Thank you for your friendship and thank you for your love. Uh, because my time is limited, it's not like Friday or Thursday. It's a clear service, so I won't. But then, I also want to appreciate all our pastors, ministers, and workers in the house, and all those who have made our visit and our stay wonderful. Thank you so much. We appreciate you all in Jesus' name. We started looking at the topic, Wonders of Healing. And I thought I would wrap it up this morning with something to charge us to reach out to the world. But the more I prayed, the more since yesterday I had such a strong impression in my spirit. And this morning it became clear that there is somebody here who is crying for help. And the Lord has laid on my heart to share with us on help from above. Well, we want to call it divine help. And so, I will focus on that this morning in obedience to the promptings of the Spirit of God. I know clearly in my spirit that somebody has been crying to God for help. And not only is a fellow crying for help, but the fellow is saying, Lord, make haste to help me. That help will come to you today. I don't know who you are. I don't know what, which area you need help. But I know that help will come to you today. God's help will come through for you. I say God's help will come through for you. And you shall rejoice in the name of Jesus. I would like us to look at a few scriptures together quickly. If you, the very popular passage and common passage is Psalm 121 from verse 1 through 2. Psalm 121 from verse 1 through 2. It says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes, comes my help. My help comes from the Lord. Who made heaven and earth? You may wish to read verse 3 also. It says, He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. And verse 4 says, Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. When we talk about divine help, what are we talking about? Or help from above. We are talking about divine assistance. Assistance that comes from God. Comes from heaven above. Comes from God. And for God to render that assistance, that intervention, we are talking about God arising for you. Because when God wants to help you, it means that God has decided to rise up for your sake. In Psalm 102 verse 13, Psalm 102 verse 13, it says, For thou will arise 
and have mercy on Zion. For the time to favor her has come. Say ye, the set time. So, when God decides to help you, it means that God has decided to stand up. You know, the person who stands is the person who is alive. So, when God arises, it simply means, it has a lot of implication. It means that God hears, he has heard you. It means that God has turned his heart towards you favorably. He has softened his heart concerning you. He has decided to stretch out his hands to reach out to you. It means that God is standing up to move towards you. There is somebody here this morning, help is on the way for you. And help of the Lord will come through for you and to you in the mighty name of Jesus. I thought somebody would say a louder amen. When we talk about help, help also means divine intervention. It means that God is intervening in your case. God is intervening in your situation, in my situation. Who is that fellow here this morning crying and weeping and calling and crying? Say, God, where are you? When will you help me? When will you do something new in my life? God has sent me to you this morning to tell you that your intervention is on the way and is here now. God will intervene in your case in the name of Jesus. If you look at the scriptures, the one who intervenes, how can you be so sure about him? How can you be so sure that he will help you? One, because the one who helps is the I am that I am. The one who is present, the very present one in trouble. Psalm 46 verse 1. It's a very present God. It's alive. When it says, I am that I am, it means I am who I say I am. I don't pretend to be what I'm not. I'm not an imposter. So whatever I say I am, I am. If I say I am your provider, of course I will provide. If I say I am the helper, then I will surely help. So I am not an imposter. I'm not a fake. I am who I say I am. I am that I am also means I am able to do what I say I can do or what I will do. It doesn't make empty boast. So when it says I can deliver, you can bank on it that it can deliver. I am that I am means is one that changes not. It remains constant. It remains the same all the time, everywhere you can bank on him. He has integrity. A God of integrity. The Bible tells us in Numbers 23, verse 19. Numbers 23, verse 19, it says, For he is not a man that he should lie, neither is he a son of man that should repent. As he said it, we will not do it. He's a God of integrity. God is established in righteousness. Take away righteousness from God, then you don't have God. What makes God to be God is his righteousness. The God who is always in the right standing. Exodus 3.14 Exodus 3.14 says I am that I am. And he is the one that will help somebody here today. He is very present here to help you. Number two, in Genesis 17 verse 1, this I am that I am says to Abraham visited Abraham just like he's visiting somebody right now. 
God can visit you in diverse ways. He can visit you through dreams. He can visit you through visions. He can visit you individually when you are somewhere else through a trance. And he can visit you by, in a service like this, when he puts up somebody to speak to you. When It depends on who you see. So when you come to service like this, who do you see? Do you see the pastor or do you see God behind him? Who are you listening to? Are you hearing God or you are hearing man? So there is somebody here this morning that God has come to visit. And that God who is visiting you is the Almighty. He said to Abraham, he said, I am the Almighty. God appeared to him. There is somebody here, you are receiving a divine appearance of God in Jesus' name. And he will turn everything around for you. All those eight long problems, long delayed situations, long delayed promises, unfulfilled promises, prophecies that are hanging this season, they are coming to pass. This season, they are coming to pass. This season, they are coming to fulfillment. This season, God will step into your matter to do a new thing. Number three is the one who made the heavens and the earth. In that Psalm 121 from verse 1 to 3, quite a number of things we can pick from there. But the first one there is that he's the one who made the heavens and the earth. So the one who says, I will help you, the one who is coming to help you, the one who is saying help will come through for you and to you, is the one who made the heavens and the earth. Everything you can see, the human beings who we will use to help you, the angels he will send to help you, the forces of nature he will send to help you, is the one who made them. So he has final say over them. He has a full control and authority over them. Is the one who can use them, he can make and unmake. Even where he needs to cancel something or make something or destroy something or make a new thing, he will do it. God has not stopped making new things. He's still doing new things. The God's work has not stopped. He's still doing new things. Somebody may say, how do I know that? In Isaiah 43, Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19, God said, he said, remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Say, for behold, I will do a new thing. That is, I will create new things. I will make new things. I will make a new way. I will turn things around. I can do new things. I can make old things to pass away. So for you to get help, God can do new things. Even if what the area you, the help you need doesn't exist, God can create it. There is somebody here, God will give you a creative help. Ah. I said, creative help is coming for somebody here. Number four. In that same Psalm 121, then the one who will help you is the one you can be sure, neither sleep nor slumber. His ears are always open, he's always attentive, he's always available, and he's always ready to do whatever you want him to do. He neither sleep nor slumber. He doesn't go to the market to say he's gone, he's busy in the kitchen, you know, or he's doing something, or he's busy with his telephone, or he's with Facebook and Twitter, God is just available 24-7. He neither sleep nor slumber. Thank you, Father. 
If you look at Psalm 24 verse 1, Psalm 24 verse 1, and Jeremiah 32 verse 17, is the God of all flesh. Is the God of all flesh. And the Bible said, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He didn't only make the heavens and the earth. They belong to him. It's one thing to make. It's not those who made the messages bands that own the bands. Am I right? Once you purchase it, it's yours. You become the owner. But in the case of God, what he made is still the owner. Is the owner of what he made. Is the owner of the owner that bought it. So he owns you. He owns what you bought. And because he owns it and he owns everything. Let me just give this little analogy quickly. You know, from where I came from, or where I come from, because I'm still from there. When a man marries a woman, the woman will say, the owner of my head, because the man paid dowry. You know, there are some men that don't pay dowry. And that's why the woman can jump out and jump in. But because the man paid dowry, according to the scriptures, I don't know who God is talking to. If there's somebody here, you carry somebody's daughter, and you didn't pay dowry. At least you need to meet, at least settle this matter. The girl didn't just jump, say, ah, you are the apple of my eyes. Yes, she is, but she didn't just evolve. Somebody gave back to her. Somebody raised her up. Well, if you are from a tradition and a culture where they don't pay dowry, no problem. But if you are from one, then don't pretend you are not from one. I don't know who God is talking to. Because your problem might be because of what you have done. And you may need to go and make restitution. I don't know why the Holy Spirit took me away from my message. So, who will say, the owner of my head, you didn't pray well for me. And those who came on Friday will understand. Olowo-Rimi, <laughs> the owner of my head, the one who paid over my head. Now, so when a man is bragging, I'm your head, I'm your owner. Yes, you are the owner, but there's somebody who owns you too. So, there is God who can help you, is the one who owns the one who is bragging and boasting over your head. It can compel him because both you and him are owned by him. If people are disturbing you over the land you bought, Say so we are the owners of the land. We are the original owners of the land. There's somebody who owns the land too and owns the people who own the land. That God is the one I'm talking about that will help you. The original owner of everything. It will make a way for you. I can't hear somebody say amen. amen. Number five. This God is a promise keeper. The one who will help you is a promise keeper. So he's a performer. He's a performer. You know, he promised 
in the book of Isaiah, the children of Israel, that he said, I will help you. The one who promised to help you is a promise keeper. He will never lie. <laughs> Men may lie. Sometimes they don't intend to lie, but they ended up becoming a liar. The circumstance that can turn a man to a liar, even the most truthful person can become a liar. Why? Because of circumstances. I will give a very simple illustration. Two weeks ago, somebody left Nigeria to come back to the UK. And then they got hooked at Amsterdam for two, or two three days. In fact, he left on Thursday. He landed in UK on, um, on Sunday morning. So he managed to just go straight to church. So he was a pastor. Now, if you had given somebody an appointment and said, by the grace of God, I'm going to be there unfailingly at social time on Thursday night. God willing, I can be done deal. <laughs> it's done deal with that because so the fellow waiting for him will keep on waiting. So circumstances can turn you to a liar if God doesn't help you. So the best of persons can lose their face if God has not helped you. But there is somebody that no circumstance can change him. And no circumstance can make things difficult for him. I will give another illustration quickly. There was a governor somewhere. I won't mention where. I know this story because the fellow that it happened to was the one that told me the story. The governor was his friend. They are from the same area. They had met. They had a dinner together in the state. At the state house. So the governor wanted to give him a gift. And I said, ah. initially wanted to give him, I think, maybe a check or something. I said, why should I even give you a check? Don't worry. Tomorrow is Friday. Oh, I mean, this is Wednesday. Friday, I'm going to be in Lagos. So I'm going to be at your place on, in Lagos. We'll see ourselves in Lagos. I will give you cash. Oh, I said I won't let you know where. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, I will see you at Soto Place. Forget Lagos. <laughs> so they agreed. He was looking forward seriously to, I'm sure, if somebody says, going to bring you money, uh, maybe you're not like me. <laughs> he was seriously looking forward to that money because he can do a lot with that money. And when the people that say they will give you money, you look forward. The people that say they will give money, say, don't mind him. <laughs> so when the governor says, I will give you money, you know that uh, it can't be 10,000 naira. It should be something really, really good. Or 10,000 pounds. It will be something really good. Don't ask me where I got the money from. So, the man traveled, but on the Friday, he was to meet with his friend. He died. He died before reaching the Lagos he was going to. The man who was looking for money was waiting for the man who promised him money. So, the one who promised became a liar. The one they promised became deceived and became disappointed. That's why the help of man will fail you. Those who look up to help of man, they are going to Egypt for help. You know what the Bible says in Jeremiah 17? 
It says, those who put their trust in man, they shall be like a shrub planted in a desert and will never see good all the days of their lives. Who is your helper? Who do you look up to for help? And God is asking me to ask us to shift our focus back on him. So if you shift your focus on me, you can never be disappointed. Lawyers can fail you. As good as they may be, they can fail you. Even your parents can fail you. Your spouse can fail you, not because he's a bad person. You know what happened a few weeks, about a week or two ago, when you can't even go anywhere, everywhere was closed, right? If your spouse says, I'm coming to pick you, and then suddenly they block train from moving, and the train is no longer coming, how will your spouse come and help you? Don't put your trust in man. There's a God who can beat train and beat the weather and beat the situation and beat the economy. He's the one who says, I will help you. Jeremiah chapter 32 verse 17. Jeremiah 32 verse 17. Ah, Lord God, thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thy great power. And Jeremiah 29, 12 to 13. Is the God that will help you. He will help you by answering all your prayers. As many of us who are here this morning asking God for something or the other, God will answer all your prayers. He will grant all your requests. Jeremiah 33 verse 3 says, Call upon me and I will answer thee. I will show you great and mighty things that you know it not. Matthew 7, 7. I mentioned this on Friday. Say, ask and it shall be given unto you. You may want to write down Psalm 145 verse 18. Let me quickly go to quickly to the next aspect of it right away. When do you want help? Your help to come. I can't hear somebody. Tomorrow? It's when you want the help is when it will come. In Psalm 33 verse 20, 38 verse 22. Psalm 38 verse 22. There was a man, David, who cried to God. He says, make haste to help me, O Lord, my salvation. Is there somebody praying like that? Who wants a, an urgent help? Urgent intervention. Who wants God to arise quickly for him or her? Then you have to cry. Make haste. Cry for help is not a gentleman's prayer. Cry for help is an urgent cry. Intense cry. Earnest prayer. Fervent prayer. It's a serious business. Psalm 40 verse 13 and verse 17. Psalm 40 verses 13 and 17. It says, be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. When God helps you, deliverance will come. O Lord, make haste to help me. When he helps you, you will receive deliverance. Deliverance from your enemies. Deliverance from whatever that is troubling you. Deliverance from poverty. Deliverance from need, from lack. Deliverance from sickness, from pain. Deliverance from shame. You're going to a reproach. Deliverance will come. And I said, deliverance will come. Yeah. Verse 17 says, But I am poor and needy. Help is not for those who are full of themselves. Help is for those who are needy. Is anybody here that can make do with the help of God here? How many of us are poor here this morning? You are needy. It's not for those who think they've arrived. 
It's for humble people. It's for a broken and a contrite-spirited person. A broken spirit, a contrite heart. It's for somebody who knows that only God can help him. It says, yet the Lord thinks upon me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay. Can somebody lift his hand and say, Father, do not delay. Oh my God. Your help will not be delayed. There are helps that are delayed. There are help that will surely come, but they are delayed help. And by the time they come, they say, oh, sorry, it is too late. But when God helps you, I pray for you and myself that our help will not be delayed. I can't hear somebody say a louder amen. amen. Daniel needed help. And his help was not delayed. But he didn't cry quickly for help. He didn't know he needed help. He thought he had prayed and God answered immediately. And it took 21 days. The prayers were delayed. So he now went back to God and said, God, what is going on? And then God had to send a reinforcement. And Michael had to come and help Gabriel. The angel had to move in to go and fight the enemy, blocking the prince of Persia, blocking Gabriel from bringing the answer. There is somebody here this morning, you need to pray again. You have been praying for help. But maybe your second prayer will hasten, will send a reinforcement. Whatever is blocking and delaying your help, reinforcement will come from heaven to bring it quickly in the name of Jesus. Every priest of Pasha blocking our miracle. I take authority over them this morning. Be rebuked in Jesus' name. What do we need to get help? Of course, there are several people that got help from God. Several people got help from God. Several of them got help from God. For example, John chapter 2, verse 1 to 8. The family that were having wedding and they had insufficient supply of wine got help from God. Are you here? You are banked on what to own or what to have. You think it to be enough and suddenly all your planning failed. Then God can still come in for you. It's not too late. It's always there. The Bible says it's a very present help in trouble. It's present for you. Number two. He helped the sons of the prophets who lost their axe head. Second Kings chapter 6, verse 1 to 5. What is the axe head you have lost? What is that primary important thing that is very important to you that you need to achieve your goal? Have you lost your certificate? Have you lost your passport? Have you lost your stay? And you just live hiding. Everybody sees you, everything, they think everything is here, but they don't know you don't have papers. That's your axe head. There is somebody who can find it back for you. What have you lost? Are you a man here? You have lost your ability of potency. What have you lost? Have you lost your womb? Have you lost your eyesight? Have you lost your dream? Have you lost your job? There is somebody who can help you to regain back what you have lost. As many of us who have lost something precious, very vital, very important, may the power of God bring it back to you today in the name of Jesus Christ. Number three, the man who was 38 years infirmity. 38 years infirmity in, on the same spot. I mentioned this to those of us who are here on Thursday. And for 38 years, he had been in that condition when nobody was there to help them. 
Help can come for those who are helpless and those who are hopeless of help. Are you here? You look around, you know family, no friend. You are just all by yourself. Nobody seems to even believe in you. You are just all by yourself. You have nobody except God. Uh, you have the best person. When there is no help coming from anywhere, you look around. You know, even as pastors, sometimes you know you can't even talk to your members. If pastors want to have the biggest problem, because everybody comes to the pastor, but you don't have anybody to share your mind with except your wife. And if the two of you are the ones who have the same problem, then who are you going to talk to? But I have a good news for somebody. As many of us who have nobody to look up to, there is a God to look up to. In the name of Jesus, your secret need and secret cry, God will hear it today. God will answer you speedily in the name of Jesus. I can't hear somebody say amen. Are you here? You have been stagnant on the same spot for a long time. And it's as if you have been abandoned where you are. In the name of Jesus, help will come true. You are moving forward. You are rising up. You are getting out of that condition in the name of Jesus. John 5, 1 to 9. 1 to 8. Then the parents of a woman, I mean of a boy, that was sick and tormented by a demon, by a spirit of dumbness or whatever it was. And the demon will cast the boy to the water, to the, throw him to the water and to fire. And the parents, I don't know how, how you feel when you have, when there's a child you see, a child you are, when you, the baby was, you are pregnant of the baby, or your wife was pregnant, you are looking forward to, you know, in fact, you had a great dream about this child. And then so the child was born, born, and the child cannot be what you look forward to be. Have you been there before? Or are you there right now? This was the case of this man. And for several years until the boy grew up, they kept watching this boy helplessly and they couldn't do anything to help this boy. They went to the one who made him. When doctors cannot help, when no thing, nobody can help, even when pastors can't even help you, there is a God who will help you. I can't hear somebody. I said there is a God who made you, who made your child, who made your husband. You can always run to him. You can always run to him. This man, this couple ran to Jesus. Matthew chapter 17, verse 14 to 18. Matthew 17, 14 to 18. And Mark chapter 9. Mark 9, 17 to 27. If you look specifically, verse 22. The, cop, the man had to cry, help me, help me, help me, help me, help my unbelief. And God had. The one who had the cry of this man will hear your cry today. And number five, are you in storm? Are you going through a storm of life? Marital storm, occupational storm, storm in your studies, storm in your career. You have right now, I'm talking, you have a crisis in your hand. And you don't even know how to go about it. There is somebody who can calm storms. He has authority over storm. All you need to do is to speak a word. And there will be peace. This morning, I stand on his behalf. And I command, peace be still to every storm in the name of Jesus. I command calmness in the name of Jesus. Mark chapter 4 verse 35 to 41. 
Mark 4, 35 to 41, and Luke chapter 8, verse 22 to 25. Jesus only spoke. He rose up, caught up. The disciples were busy using hand to carry water. <laughs> what can your hand do? If God doesn't help you, all your, all your effort will fail. You can't do without the help of God. That's why Jesus said in John chapter 15, say, for without me, you can do nothing. You need the help of God. Is there somebody here who knows he needs the help of God this morning? And lastly, at that point, Hannah was a woman who was reproached. Everyone here going through one reproach or the other needs help. First Samuel chapter 1 verse 7 to 20. If you had a reproach in your life, something that people look at and they laugh at you, they mock at you, they look at him. In fact, they even use it to call you by name. But don't you know that sister that used to smell? Don't you know that brother that, uh, that uh, you know, I don't know what do they used to call you to describe you? All those things they used to describe you must go. When God removed that problem, your name will change. There is somebody here, God will give you a new name. They've been calling you by a bad name. That name will change. You grew up with that bad name. It will go. Because those who call you with the name, they won't see what they've been using to call you again. So your name has to change. God will give you a new name. God will give you a new name. God will give you a new name. Whatever name they've called you, I said that name will change for the best. Take note of this as we pray, before we pray. There are things that you can do to get help. I will list them quickly. Number one, humble yourself before God. Second Chronicles 32, verse 24 to 28. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And Bible says, he will exalt you. He will lift you up out of where you are. Ezekiah humbled himself. And God lifted him out of his condition. Humble yourself. If you need help, number two, come to him. Cry. The next few minutes, I'll be asking all those who need help to come. All those who need help in one area to come. And when you come, don't look at the pastor. There are one or two pastors, when they say pray, come to the altar. You know, they'll be looking at the pastor is a magician. Say Pray. Did he say, look at the pastor? pastor is not, if God does not help the pastor, pastor can do nothing. You can bypass the pastor. Go straight to God. Talk to the one who can answer you. Because even the pastor you are looking up to, himself is looking up to God. So why can't you look up to him? David said, I will lift up my eyes to the hills where my help comes from. Not to a man, not to a woman, not to a prophet, not to an evangelist, not to a, a, a king, not to a ruler, not to a governor, not to, to a queen. Who are you looking up to? There are some wonderful women, you know the only person they look up to? Their husband, their honey, their sweetie. Uh, <laughs> if only men can tell you what they go through don't look up to anybody cry to God this morning and somebody will cry God will hear you Second Chronicles 32 32 verse 22 or verse 20 to 22 Ezekiah cried to God 
and God sent help and God moved. God will move concerning your case today. Second Chronicles 14, verse 11 to 12. Asa, King Asa, cried to God and God moved. God will move for us. God will move for us. God will move for us. There's a prayer I want all of us to quickly pray. Psalm 27, verse 9. And Psalm 30, verse 10. Can they give it to us quickly? We'll just quickly lift our two hands and pray that prayer. Psalm 27, verse 9. Shall we all pray together? Number one, let's go. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. Don't turn me away in anger. You are being my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me. O God of my salvation. May God not hide his face from us in Jesus' name. Psalm 30, verse 10. Psalm 30, verse 10. Can we all pray together quickly? Hear, O Lord, and have mercy on me. Lord, be my helper. Who is praying that prayer this morning? God will show us his mercy. Number three. Number three. Seek the Lord God of your fathers. Do the law and keep his commandments. Anybody who wants God to help him must not deceive himself. If you go against the law of God and his commandment, there is no help for you. I'm sorry. Thank God he's not the pastor preaching now. I'm a guest. You say, maybe it's because pastor needs some money. No. It's what the word of God says. Don't mind all those people who are writing trash. The devil is using them to destroy people's destiny and to hinder their lives. Though it does not matter who they are. Anybody writing there, whatever the Bible doesn't say, is writing trash. Don't listen to it. Don't let anybody destroy you and rob you of your joy. There are commandments that God declared. In Malachi 3.10, he said, bring in your tithes. Say, you have robbed me. Pay your tithes. If you don't obey commandments about tithing, about giving, about soul winning. In John chapter 15 verse 16, it says, I have, you have not chosen me, I have chosen you. That you may go and bear forth fruits. I ordained you that you may bear fruits and your fruit may abide. Bible says in Mark, Mark 16, 15, say, go you to the world and preach the gospel. There are commandments. Bible says we should love the Lord our God. We should love our neighbor as ourselves. There are commandments if you break them. They, I told us on Friday, on Thursday, or Thursday or so, I said, God operates on principles. If you break the law and commands of God, there is no help for you. God is no respecter of persons. Let nobody deceive you. God is no respecter of persons. Look at what God told Saul, King Saul, in 1 Samuel chapter 15. Say God does not have delight in sacrifice. What he wants is for you to obey him. So, don't think that you can bribe your way with God. What God wants is that you should obey his commands. Live a holy life. Be righteous. Be godly. Fear the Lord. Love him with all your heart. Seek him. Serve him. Glorify him. Praise him. Make his name known. Do his will. Look at even Jesus said, our own savior. He said, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me. If Jesus said his own will is to do what God wants him to do, who are you? Obey his commands. God is no respecter of persons. Thank God he loves us. 
But he says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. How many of us love God here this morning? The way to prove your love for God is by obeying his commandments. Help will come for those who keep his commandments. I say help will come for those who keep his commandments. Do good. Love God. Serve God. Pray. Pray without ceasing. Second Chronicles 14.4 2 Chronicles 14, 4, and Psalm 119, verse 173, verse 173. And number five, make both, make your, I was excited when mommy quoted this, because it was what I actually taking note of, this was one of my points. When she was talking about us giving testimony, she said we should make boast, we should boast in the Lord. 2 Chronicles 14, 11. 2 Chronicles 14, 11, 2 Chronicles 32, verse 8, and Isaiah 50, verses 9 and 10. Make a boost. Blow the trumpet of God. Anybody who keep blowing his trumpet, say, tell about, tell, let the whole world know what your God will do. Commit him by praising him. Don't speak negative of God. Always keep saying, I know the Lord I serve. I know my Redeemer liveth. He's my helper. He's my help. He's my provider. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. As you keep declaring it, it will be what to say he is to you. And lastly, and lastly, thank you, Jesus. We must learn to make sacrifices to God. Raise an altar of worship to God. In Genesis 28, and this is very important, that goes with what my brother said this morning and what God led him to do. He had a revelation and he raised the worship and he settled. He had a revelation, he raised the worship. Each time you hear a word from the Lord, worship him, give thanks. Once you give thanks over that matter, it's settled. You, are, you have committed God to his word. You are saying to God, I agree. In Genesis 20, 28, verse 16 to 22, Jacob had a revelation of God. He was troubled. He, he was, he was, if there was anybody who needed help at that time, it was Jacob. Because Jacob was suddenly thrown out of his family. He was not prepared for what he was experiencing. He was a boy, spoiled boy, spoiled by his mama. He was a mama's boy. And suddenly he was thrown out of his family to go to, to go and fend for himself. Unprepared. There was no warning. There was no preparation. So, and you know, how you also know is that he left his father's house and his father's compound with nothing. Absolutely nothing. But it's not in the Bible, it's there. And I will show you from the Bible there. He left with absolutely nothing. Maybe with oil. He went with staff and perhaps oil. I don't know what he was doing with the oil. When he was going to sleep, there was no bag of cloth to use as pillow. He used stone. If you have a bag, will you use pillow as stone as pillow? It was empty-handed. And after he saw God in his emptiness, he raised an altar with the same stone he used to sleep and said, God, this will be the house of God. I, I don't have anything to give you. He poured oil. So when I return and you have blessed me, then I will now bring something. That tells you he didn't have anything. 
Is there somebody here, you came here today, or you're in this country with nothing? God who can make a man to become something out of nothing, he can make you, your, your tomorrow will be all right. Amen. Where you are now is not where you end your life. When God helps you, it will make you big. It will make you a several thousand times more than what you are. The one who made Jacob, by the time Jacob was living where he went, <laughs> he was so rich, so wealthy, he left empty. He came back full. I see God making you full. Ah, uh, come on. I say, I see God making you full. It was full of, it was full, it was full with children. It was full with money. It was full, it was full of everything. But don't be like him. Don't marry two wives. Is there somebody here that is ready for help of God this morning? Look at somebody say, I am the one who is a candidate for help. Shall we stand up on our feet to pray? Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hands up, please. Lift your hands up, please. Just thank him. Thank him for promises of help. Thank you because your God who will help you is alive. Thank you because he's able to help you and is faithful and is not dead. Go ahead and give thanks to him. You might have been disappointed by people that you trusted but there's a God who will never fail you or disappoint you. Go ahead and thank him. He will raise you from where you are to become somebody great. If you are here this morning, you are like Jacob, trusting God to make something out of your life. Your tomorrow looks so bleak before you. There is a God who is waiting for you in your future. He will be there to raise you up. He is the maker of heavens of the heart. He will make your life too. He can raise the poor from the downhill. He will raise you up. Go ahead, thank him. Just open your mouth, my brother my sister just express your adoration express your thanksgiving to god declare his praise worship him raise an altar of worship raise an altar of worship raise an altar of worship praise him praise him thank you father we have just three prayer points quickly the second point prayer point we have taken one the second prayer point, listen carefully, my brother and my sisters, in Jesus' name. For God to help you, when you look at the story of Asa in 2 Chronicles 14, for Asa to enjoy the help he enjoyed, take time to read it from verse 1 downwards. You will find there that Asa, he pulled down altars. He pulled down the graven images, all the images that are contrary to God's will. He pulled them down. Anybody who will get help from God must pull down every form of idol. Must pull down every altar contrary to the altar of God. You are going to pray this morning. Say, Father, every altar in my life that I've exalted or I've exalted themselves in my life contrary to your altar, let them be demolished now. I pull them down. Every graven image, every image, every idol, whatsoever is not of God in my life, whatever is countering God in my life, contesting with God, rivaling with God in my family, in my life, 
in my community in this land of Scotland pull them down Lord Father I demolish them pull them down, pull them down every altar of sin every altar of iniquity every altar of alcoholism every altar of drunkenness every altar of prostitution every altar of adultery every altar of fornication every altar of lying every altar of pride every altar of witchcraft every altar of occultism every altar of disobedience every altar of rebellion pull them down this morning say father every altar every altar that is standing against the altar of God I demolish them in my life in my family in my home in my heart in my body what is that altar contesting with the word of God in your life pull it down this morning Bleed the blood of Jesus on your life. Bleed the blood of Jesus on your family. Bleed the blood of Jesus on your destiny. Bleed the blood of Jesus. Every contrary spirit, every altar, every family idol, every ancestral spirit, every evil covenant, every evil association, any altar of devil, every altar of fear, pull them down. They must be pulled down. You want God to help you. You must pull them down. Before God arise to help you, you must pull them down. Pull down every other altar. Pull down every other altar. The altar you have been going to. The altar you have been seeking. The altar you have been worshipping. The altar you have been seeking help from. Pull them down this morning. Thank God, nothing again. Nothing else. Nothing else, Lord. Only you, only you will rise. Everything contrary to God. I pull them down in my life, in my family. I pull them down in heavy life here this morning. I demolish them in this land. In the name of Jesus. Every altar of Egypt. Every altar of Assyria. Every altar of Egypt. Every altar of Assyria. Every altar of the Amal of the Philistine. I pull them down this morning. In the name of Jesus. Oh, I confess every sin. I repent of every sin this morning. I repent of every pride this morning. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Glory to your holy name. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Build an altar to God. Go ahead. Raise an altar to God. Say, Father, I raise an altar of righteousness. I raise an altar of praise. I raise an altar of holiness. I raise an altar of the fear of God. I raise an altar of the love of God in my heart this morning. Altar of obedience. I raise up to God this morning. Raise up an altar to the Almighty. Altar of the fear of the Lord. Altar of righteousness. Altar of worship. Altar of holiness. Altar of obedience. Altar of humility. Altar of working with God in truth and in spirit. Oh, altar of praise. Raise up to God this morning in your life. In the name of Jesus. Give God an altar. Give God an altar to meet with you. God always meet. Altar is a meeting point between God and man. Give God a meeting point with you. Give God a point of contact. Raise up an altar this morning. Where God will meet with you. Where help will come to for you. In the name of Jesus. God is looking for an altar. God is looking for an altar to meet with us this morning. Raise up an altar in the heart of your heart for God. Say, Father, Lord Jesus, come and reign in my heart. I raise up an altar in my heart. I raise up an altar in my heart. I raise up an altar in my heart for Jesus. Jesus, come into my heart and reign in my heart. As my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Please, I want all eyes to be closed. Please, with all humility, I request. 
we're going to take the last prayer point, but before then, before then, I want to give an opportunity to those who want to raise up an altar to God in their hearts to God. Give Jesus an altar in your heart. He says, behold, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. So if anybody will hear my voice, let him, let him open. If you open the door of your heart, he will come in and sup it with you. He will come in and live inside of you. He will reign in your heart. He will, become, he will turn your heart around. He will remove the stony heart and give you the heart of flesh. He will reign in your life as your Lord and your Savior. He will forgive your sins. He will wash you clean and make you to become a son of God. The power to be a son of God he will give to you. He will give you the gift of eternal life. He will transform you. He will clothe you with glory. He will clothe you with his righteousness. Ah, he will make your life beautiful. He will put a crown on your life. Crown of honor and glory. This morning, as many of us who want this crown of honor and glory, you want to give God an altar in your heart this morning. Or you had this altar, this altar was demolished or this altar was desecrated by Satan, by any kind of spirit that came into your life. You want God to cleanse this altar and consecrate it again to you, to him. This morning, I want to pray with you. There is forgiveness. There is cleansing. You can raise an altar to God this morning. He's looking for an altar in your heart. He's looking for a meeting point in your life and in my life. Wherever you are, just raise your hand quietly. And I'm going to pray with you. You want an altar to be raised up in your heart this morning? You want to say, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I repent of my sins. I repent of backsliding. I just want to give my life to you. I want an altar to God. I want to raise up an altar to the Almighty God this morning. Your, heart, your altar was broken down. You want God to repair it for you this morning. Just raise your hand up wherever you are. God bless you, my sister. God bless you, my brother. If you are lifting your hands, put up very well. I want to pray with you. You want God to repair your altar this morning. Just raise your hand up. You may be the only one. It does not matter. God will do a new thing in your life. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, my sister. Lift that hand up. You want God to rebuild your altar this morning. Raise up your hand. God bless you somewhere there. Thank you, my brother. There's still two. There are two of you more. Thank you, my sister over there. Thank you. Please, there are two more people that are supposed to be lifting their hands. Wherever you are, lift your hands up also. The Lord will do a new thing. You will not go out of this place empty handed. Thank you, my brother. Remaining one person. There's one more person that God is talking to this morning. I don't know who you are. I don't know where you are seated, but God wants to give you a new beginning. Thank you, my sister over there. Just say after me, say, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I confess my sins. I repent of my sins. Please forgive me. I raise my hands to you. Daddy, repair my altar. Repair my altar. I want my altar repaired. I raise up a living altar to you. Almighty God, Jesus, come and reign in my heart. Come into my heart and reign in me as my Lord and Savior. Restore me from backsliding. Set me free. Wash me in the blood of Jesus Christ and save my soul. Write my names afresh in the book of life forever and give me your eternal life. The power to reign as your son and to remain your son. I remain this day. I receive this day. Thank you, Jesus. When your trumpet shall sound, let me reign with you in eternity. I love you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Every other altar, I demolish them forever. Let this altar with God stand forever. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, King of Kings. In Jesus' name I pray. Just keep your hands up as I pray with you. Father, I want to thank you for my sisters and my brothers who are lifting their hands up to you this morning. Daddy, you can see them. You know them by their faces. You know them by their names. And I'm praying for them that, Lord, you do a new thing in their lives. A new altar raised in their hearts altar of righteousness raised in their heart 
altar of holiness raised in their, their hearts. Altar of life. Altar of life. Eternal life raised in their heart. Altar of the fear of the Lord. Altar of love for God. Passion for the things of God. Altar of obedience. Altar of purity. Altar of worship. True worship to God. In spirit and in truth. Raise, O oh God, in their hearts forever. Let all be well with them. Let their joy overflow forever. These seven people, eight of them, I pray God, your glory will be upon their lives in the name of Jesus. Total victory received forever. In Jesus' name we are praying. Now lastly, this is not for everybody. It's only for those who you know this message was just for you. It's because of you God sent this word this morning. I told you my message was changed last evening and it was re-emphasized overnight because somebody needed an urgent help and God had your cry if you are that fellow who has been asking for help you need intervention you need God to arise for you and your enemies be scattered just come this morning come in faith come in, I will not mention specific needs but you know where you need help, urgent help you need urgent help Maybe in your ministry, maybe in your marriage, maybe concerning your health, maybe concerning your work, maybe concerning your, your finances, maybe concerning your papers. You need urgent help, urgent intervention. Lift your hands to my daddy and your daddy is our father. If you're a child of God, is your daddy. You can come to him with confidence. Hebrews 4, 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find help in the times of need. Come to obtain mercy. Come to find help in the time of your need. Come and receive grace and favor this morning. If you don't mind, would you just go on your knees? And just for a minute or two, express yourself to God by yourself. If you have so many problems, just say, God, have mercy on me. Help me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Arise from your holy temple and help me now. Send help to me quickly. Don't let me be consumed. Don't let me be put to shame. Put an end to this reproach in my life. I want to come here to give a testimony. I want to come here to stand before your people and glorify you. I want to honor your name. Put the enemy to shame in my life, Lord. Make haste to help me. Arise from your holy temple to help me. Disturb all those you must disturb to help me. Are you in depth? Are you heavily in depth here this morning? And you are about your children are about to be taken, you're about to be embarrassed. Cry to God for help. There's a God who can arise to help you speedily. We didn't come here for religion, we come here to meet with God. We come here for an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Ask Him to encounter you, ask Him to show you mercy. Tell Him, Lord, don't let me go empty-handed. Arise, oh Lord, for my head. Hannah cried to God. She didn't go back the way she went. He came. God answered her. God took away her reproach. God gave her the son she was looking for. Are you helpless? Are you hopeless? 
Is there any hopelessness in your life? There is somebody who is the hope of glory. He will give you hope again. There is somebody who will help you. Is a very present help in trouble. He will help you. Call on him. He will show you mercy. Angels will be released to help you. Men will be released to help you. God will command the forces of nature and forces of the heavens and the earth to help you. They will come speedily for your help. As you knock at that door in that office again, help will come for you. Those who have refused you will accept you. Those who have rejected you will accept you again. The door that was shut against you shall be opened in the name of Jesus. Where your voice have not been heard, your voice shall be heard there again in the name of Jesus. They shall respond to your voice favorably in the name of Jesus. They will hack into you. Where your request was turned down, it shall be accepted again. Go, we turn it around. Go, we turn it around. Go, we turn no to yes. Go, will intervene. Go, we hear your cry. There is somebody here going through battles. God will fight your battles for you. God will fight that battle for you. God will arise. He will fight your battles for you. He will put your enemies to flight. He will silence them. He will silence your enemies. He will arise to put your enemies to flight. In the name of Jesus. I hear the sound of victory. I hear the sound of victory. I hear a shout of victory. Somebody will shout hallelujah. Somebody will shout hallelujah. Somebody will shout hallelujah. Somebody will be jumping, will be shouting and singing hallelujah. Hosanna to God in the highest. Thank you, my father. My help. All of my help. Come from the Lord. One more time, my help. Oh, yes. My help. My help. All of my help come from the Lord. Thank you, Father. I want to plead, if my brother will not mind to please come, let's me, let us both join our hands together in agreement and join forces together to pray. Spirit of God is telling me there are some very, very serious cases here this morning that even the pastor does not know about. But God is saying that I will help. I will help. I will help. Please, it's not an ordinary service. The way God started with us on Thursday, it's not on Wednesday, it's not an ordinary service. God is giving somebody a second chance. You miss Friday, you miss Thursday, you miss Wednesday, and God has come down in mercy to reach out to you because He loves you. You understand your reason you are not here, and He, he doesn't want you to be left out. There is somebody there. I don't know who you are. You are sitting somewhere there. Somewhere there to my, to, to my right hand side. I don't know where you are seated, but you are sitting there, far there. And you need, you know you should be at the front, but for one reason or the other, 
you are seated there. You are just there. You are not here. You are, you are far away there. The Lord wants me to tell you to come out. If you are that fellow, come quickly. You know you should be at the front, but for a reason or the other, you didn't come out. If you are the fellow, come fast, fast, fast. You will not miss your day of visitation. You will not miss your day of visitation. You will not miss the day of your visitation. Thank you. You will not lose that property. Ah, you will not lose that property. I hear the word foreclosure, foreclosure. I'm not from here, but I don't understand that too well. But I hear foreclosure. You will not experience foreclosure in your life. God will intervene concerning that matter. I don't know what that meant to somebody here, but I know God will do something you can't explain. It will make a way out of your trouble. There is somebody here that this I should tell you. He says, the way I will help you is that I will give you wisdom. I will give you wisdom that will beat your enemies down. I will give you wisdom that there will be no gain saying. Wisdom that you never thought of, I will give you ideas. Words of wisdom, it will give you wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. Divine ideas that we that we turn that situation around, that will that will give you a way around that problem. There is somebody here that is saying that look, listen, he says, I will cause you to be remembered. Your help is coming by somebody who had forgotten about your case or you. You will suddenly be remembered. Your matter will be remembered. Will be brought to the open again. And you will be favorably visited. Father, I release the oil of favor on that fellow. There is somebody here. Favor is coming. Where you have been turned back. You will go back there and you will find favor. <laughs> Where you have been a, 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 an object of laughter, ridicule, favor will turn it around. Those who sat down and they were questioning you, they are the one who will stand up and be attended to you favorably. And they will attend to you in a haste in the name of Jesus. When help comes, when you have been denied your benefits and rights for many years, suddenly those who have denied you, God will make them to begin to give you what is so precious to them. As he did to the children of Israel, he will do unto you in the name of Jesus. They brought out their gold and they began to bring it, the best of their gold out. And they paid them for 400 years, over 400 years of labor without pay. Today, the Lord is turning around your story. I see God reversing the irreversible. Cases that have been rejected even by medical something. They say, look, there's nothing we can do about it. We just have to live with this. I see God reversing and canceling it. In the name of Jesus, everyone here receive help in the name of Jesus. Receive divine help in the name of Jesus. Help from above, help from God. Take it in the name of Jesus. 
in every area of our lives receive help receive divine intervention concerning our children that recalcitrant child receive help of turn around in the name of Jesus concerning marriage that it seems not to be having solution receive help in the name of Jesus help in our finances help in our places of work help concerning our careers help concerning our studies help concerning our studies you will not be sent out of school receive divine intervention in the name of Jesus all those who are out of status or about to go out of status all those who are having problem with their papers almighty God help them in the name of Jesus we receive help for them receive help in the name of Jesus help for safe delivery help to conceive help to have children help to get married help to get husbands help to get wives in the name of Jesus that they receive help for fountain of love I receive help for your son and your daughter and the pastors of the church I receive help in the name of Jesus every area they need help let there be help speedily Lord in the name of Jesus, concerning the festival of life coming, Daddy, let there be help. Father, let there be massive help. Let there be extraordinary help. Great help. Mighty help. Unspeakable help. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to your holy name. From now, our sorrows are turned to joy. Our weeping is turned to celebration. Our rejection is turned to acceptance. Our denial is turned to selection, acceptability. Thank you. That is, I should tell somebody here no more defeat. No more shame. You will not be put to shame. No more defeat. No more defeat. Every reproach is over in the name of Jesus in our lives. Daddy, we promise you, that we pray to you that you give us the grace to come back like Jacob did to glorify you. To come back like Hannah did to, to honor you. To return the glory and the honor and the praise to you. This we are asking is that your name may be glorified. Do a new thing. Remember not ye the former things. That it says, consider ye no more the things of old. Say, for now, I'm doing a new thing. For somebody here, God is saying, I'm doing a new thing. Somebody shout, I receive new things. Thank you for new things. I believe you for new things. I begin to experience new things. Glory be to your holy name. Just go ahead, thank him. Give him praise. Give him praise. Come on, give him praise. Rise on your feet. 
For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.